welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is identity crisis. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who has supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website, or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. All right, so today we're talking about, well, we're talking about identity crisis. This is something I've actually kind of thought about a little bit, and I kind of referenced a little bit in the um, last episode, and it's a it's a big topic for a lot of companies, I think, and for a lot of people who are starting something new or are looking at something they started that arose out of nature and they're they're trying to think of what to do next. I think it, this is a real challenge. So I wanted to talk more about it as well because I think for me, there's a lot of this that's an evolving process, and I want for both you guys and me to be able to look back and say, you know, how did this how did this come to be? And so I wanted to kind of verbalize right now what I'm thinking for the company uh, from an identity standpoint and how I got to this. So to jump into this, uh, in in business school, it's always a topic of of developing a good brand, right? And and building that brand identity, you want to come up with the kinds of words you're going to use, the kind of phrases, the the color schemes you're going to use, the fonts you're going to use. It's called this integrating marketing concept, which I've talked about before. And beyond that, of course, there's this concept of like, it's called positioning, but it's how do you want your customers to view you, right? And if you think about the co- companies you interact with and the things that you have in your life from, I guess, the right way to think about it is uh, the people, the corporate environments you in- interact with, they have a specific positioning in mind that they want you to view them as. And there's this interesting um Oftentimes, a very complicated break that happens between companies in what they want the customer to think and what the customer actually thinks. Like, think McDonald's, right? McDonald's wanted to be known as the the best place to get the cheapest burger that was a good quality burger that you could get on the fly and it could go well. And a lot of people don't view McDonald's that way. And they've worked on rehabilitating that images via through various methods and means, and you can kind of see that. But... For me, I've been thinking about the Murray Creative Company and what do I want our identity to be, right? And when I initially got started um, in February last year, I think, what's the way right? I wanted it to be Louis Vuitton, but for journals. I mean, that's not a, that's not a great analogy. That's just, I'm thinking of a high fashion brand, so it doesn't have to be Vuitton. It could be Prada, Gucci, any of those things. Those are, it's, I wanted it to be that luxury kind of, top of the line, top of the market, best materials, best design kind of thing. And actually, there's not a good uh, good option for that right now in the journal space. If you think about it, there's not any major journal company that that kind of dominates that, that market for leather journals, leather binders and folios included. So I wanted that to be our identity and I wanted that to, us to represent that way. So I built this very polished website, although I did, it wasn't that polished, but I thought at the time it was nice and polished and I worked on creating this very... Um, this very public image of the brand being larger perhaps than it actually was. And I did a lot of that kind of thing. And what ended up happening was in the beginning, we kind of had a little bit of trouble because we people expected us to act like a big corporation when we weren't a big corporation. And I'll, I'll give you an example. People, 
people when you are a big corporation expect there to be a lot more of a speed when it comes to delivery. Like they wanted to, they wanted to, sh they wanted to ship out the same day or the next day, and they wanted to arrive immediately. Now they always think that, but that's that's something that with a big corporation you just expect it. You expect them to pull it off the shelf, put it in a package, and send it out to you. And we don't operate that way. We we build products as the orders come in. So if an order is placed, we then assemble the materials, run it through the process, put it together. Everything is custom made to order. So with that in mind, that was a challenge in the early days when we were having a little bit of trouble initially keeping up because people were upset with us because we were this big corporation. Of course, we needed to get that out there. So I kind of, I, I revisited the way we were reviewing ourselves and I thought a little more about the, the kind of the soul searching part of this and what I, how I wanted to represent ourselves. And I was listening to Gary Vaynerchuk a lot at the time, and he kept talking about this genuine honesty and, and having that with your clients. And I thought to myself, wow, that's such a great idea. Why don't I do that? And so I tried a new tactic, which was we're a small company. We're a small company with, that, that's family friendly. We're here to help. We, we, we want to make things work for you. We want to have that custom built stuff that you can do. We want to provide you with options and opportunities to work with us on stuff. We wanted to... Craft an image where it's like you're supporting a good, wholesome, you know, down-to-earth, you know, upstart. And that's, I mean, at some level, both of those are true, right? Both the corporate persona that we want to go for with that quality brand and that kind of small town, you know, company. Both of those are real, right? We're both of those at the same time. But what has created a sense then is we've kind of gone back and forth. And it's mostly because I go back and forth personally. And a lot of the decision-making in the company is me. And I think the pros and cons when I'm thinking through this, you know, if there's a, an advantage to being a big corporation, it's that, you know, if you don't want to buy necessarily luxury goods from a small startup. Maybe you do. Maybe I'm, I'm who knows? I right? I don't know. But in my opinion, right, if you're going to buy, if you're going to go buy a luxury product, you want to buy that luxury product from a brand that's recognizable. And you want to buy that luxury product from a brand that's recognizable or if you're going to buy it from something that's not recognizable you want it to be the kind of thing where it's like if someone were to go look it up it would look like a luxury brand so there's that side and that's when I mean and that's kind of the way we tried to build our website a little bit I think the next side of it the other side of it the flip side of it is if we're a big corporation people are less inclined to ask for custom cut items or for things that we don't stock on our shelves we have a very interesting problem that we've been dealing with lately. Uh, the number of journals that are out there in the market that are compatible with our covers, the number of Bibles that are compatible with our covers, the number of um, anything and everything that, that are compatible with our covers means that people want us to have all of it in stock, right, in, in, the, in the shop. But we're, we just don't have, A, the capacity. We don't sell that many of things that are kind of strange or unusual, and it's just not necessarily in our best interest to have a whole bunch of books sitting around that's just money sitting on the shelf that isn't going to move very fast just for the sake of having everything and anything under the sun from an insert perspective. And on the flip side, when it comes to custom cutting, people ask for custom cut stuff all the time. And we don't necessarily do a lot of the cutting in-house because that's an expensive, time-consuming, and very particular part of the process. Now, eventually we will. But for the moment, we don't have the leather. When we get it, we have it custom cut for us. So that means that we can't really adapt designs in the shop to fit your specific kind of custom need. 
And also, even if we did, a lot of those are going to be expensive because they're going to be strange products to, to manufacture. The design work is going to be very time intensive to be able to make sure the design is a good design because not every design that seems good is good. Take it from me. I've done enough prototypes. Then you've also got the problem of if a design is something that is a suggestion and you know people are like, well, can you do it this way? And we do it that way. It, it creates a problem of, okay, well, if we did it as a custom cut, then, you know, do we do it all more often or what do we charge for this or how do we, you know, so, so some of those things are things we don't do even as a small company because they just don't make a lot of sense for our, our design, the way we're set up. But people, when you are large, when you present yourself as a luxury brand, they don't ask you to do that, right? When you're a luxury brand, that's this kind of, you know, you, you wouldn't call Gucci and say, Hey, can you guys make me a custom purse? Like that's not, that's, you don't do that with big brands. On the other hand, the disadvantage of presenting ourselves as a big brand is that we we miss out on the opportunity for a real kind of genuine relationship that we look for, right? I, I always want us to, to be very transparent and public and relational with our work and the way we interact with our people. And you don't do that if you're a luxury fancy brand, right? Like Gucci doesn't have, you know, or Louis Vuitton or any of those people don't necessarily have a really relational, uh, you know, a relational setup with their community. I mean, they do a little bit because every company does a little bit, but it's not the same. So for me, this is this identity crisis that I'm facing is, is do we do we present ourselves as a big luxury brand or do we present ourselves as a, a small company that that is a custom shop? If we present ourselves as a small company with a custom shop, how do we deal with the fact that a lot of people will will want us to do a lot of custom work for them? Not I'm not talking custom engravings. We're happy to do custom engravings, but do custom cutting. And then in the other direction, how do we figure out if we're a luxury brand, how do we figure out how to have that connection and communication with our clients in a really in our in our community with a really intense and, and meaningful way? And I don't have an answer for you yet. I think we've struck a balance a little bit, and I think the balance is good. I think when we do photos on Instagram, we try to present them in the most beautiful, polished way. Every so often, we'll incorporate me um, doing something, or we'll incorporate something that's a little less kind of polished, and I think that helps provide a little spice to the Instagram profile. We still, on our Twitter and Snapchat, we still work on trying to give behind-the-scenes stuff, kind of have that connection that's a little more personal, a little more small small business type. We want to have a website that's pretty polished and easy to navigate, but is a quality design so that people can really get a sense of what they're looking for and they find it easily, but they also kind of experience that high-quality brand that we're going for. And that, that's where we're at. And this is the identity crisis that I face every day, trying to figure out how to balance that. So if you guys have thoughts or insights on ways to codify that, to clarify that, I'm always happy to talk with people and always kind of happy to discuss with that because who knows, maybe you'll have the right answer for me. I don't know. I'm always I'm always interested to see what comes out of these. Um, all right, folks, uh, thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in next Tuesday for our next topic. And that topic, I'm actually really excited. It almost was a bonus episode. It was actually going to potentially be a Wednesday bonus episode because it was a topic. I was listening to the Jordan B. Peterson podcast, the most recent one uh, that had come out on Sunday, and it was, um, it was really good. There was a, there was a couple of, of uh, it's about 30 minutes into the episode. There was a really good part of it that made me really think in the car ride. And I'm calling it The Impossible Problem is the name of the, the podcast, and we'll discuss it more then. But there is a, a flaw in the way that we think of marketing, and there's a flaw that in the way that we think of people in the business world a lot. And I think that 
by adjusting the way we think about it, we may actually find ourselves in a much better place. So uh, tune in for that one next Tuesday. Uh, and be sure to check the subscribe button below to be sure to get the latest podcast right away on YouTube or on whatever listening platform you're listening on. If you haven't checked out our YouTube platform and you're listening to the podcast, go check it out. Um, if you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, please feel free to contact me on the main page of our website or on Facebook and Instagram. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible, uh, but I do appreciate your patience since there's a lot. Uh, if you think I deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow our new community, but word of mouth is still the best form of advertising, so please tell your friends. Uh, if you want to leave a review both on the podcast, on whatever you're listening on, or, and or, please, Go on Facebook and check out the review section of our Murdy Creative Co. page on Facebook. You click reviews and then there's a, a little button that says, do you recommend the Murdy Creative Company? You can click yes and then write your review if you want to leave a review on the product itself. Uh, if you have any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always happy to engage with our growing community and I want to give you guys what you want. So send them my way. Twitter, Snapchat's the easiest way to send me podcast topics. But of course, Instagram and Facebook always work too. If you're looking for multiple binders for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, ask about our bulk discounts available. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a good day and goodbye.